0: Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Box Pro Magazine. What does it take for a business to survive the coronavirus? Well, to find out, I sat down with Tyler Sullivan of Badger CrossFit to see what he's been learning since closing on March 17th. It was a 12 hour turnaround to get the business up online, but since they've added virtual classes, specialty programs like running and gymnastics, and more. In fact, Tyler has found that icebreaker questions and communal-based timing of workouts has been keeping the virtual community engaged. He also shares how his four full-time staffers are staying busy and paid. And overall, we discuss the importance of coaching service, diving into how that will be what saves one's business. I hope you learn from my conversation with Tyler and are able to survive this coronavirus as well. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm your host, Heather Hartman, editor of Box Pro Magazine. And I'm here with Tyler. Tyler, it's great to have you on the show. Can you tell us who you are? Where are you coming from? What's up with you?
1: Thanks for having me, Heather. Um, So my name is Tyler Sullivan. I own Badger CrossFit uh, here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I've been running uh my affiliate for the last almost nine years now since two thousand and eleven and um I'm really just looking forward to uh, our conversation today and uh right now I'm just we're managing uh the whole coronavirus situation at this time,
0: yeah, yeah, the whole coronavirus situation because that is the only words we have that those are the only words we have for it it's <laughs> a situation no so That's right. yeah so t- let's talk real quick. Let's, you know, can you just kind of give us a brief story how you got into this industry? And then we're going to dive into, you know, COVID-19, coronavirus, what's up with Badger CrossFit? What are you guys doing? But can you give us just a brief story first off? How'd you get into this industry? Um, how'd you come to where you are today?
1: Yeah, um, I'd love to share that. Uh, I, so I started um, really interested in fitness after I got done with basketball in high school. Um, and and you know, I I was recruited to play basketball for college as well. And it was one of those times where I was like, I'll never be in the shape that I am now. I told that to myself when I was that age. And little did I know, uh, once I stumbled across CrossFit, that that would ultimately change and and change the trajectory of my life, to be honest. Um, But yeah, I I went to school for uh, business management. And then I also uh, went to school in college for exercise um, science minor in that as well. And um, it always piqued my interest to be able to, you know, be active, be be physical, um, and be a capable human being. Um, I was really bored with the current routine that I was doing. Just, I it didn't feel like I used to train, and um, it was back in 2007, I believe. I found CrossFit, and I, I stumbled across the website like most people did back then, and um, and it, it was it was okay at the time. Honestly, I was I looked at it. There was like you know five by five deadlift and then the next day was like you know something short like l pull-ups and weird stuff and i'm like well this isn't really what i was looking for um so i did that for like a couple weeks and i was like eh. i didn't i didn't get the vibe right and then fast forward then or later two two more years i stumbled across a gym finally that opened up in my area when i was living in ohio and that gym well, it just opened one month, one month prior. And um, I inquired, I, I was like, yeah, let me check this out again. I, I, I was interested. I was really still bored with what I was doing. Um, and then as soon as I joined, it just skyrocketed my interest in what they were doing and what CrossFit was. Being part of the community, being part of the the gym, the coaches, getting coached, right? That was also kind of one of those things that I was really used to growing up, um, you know, being uh, coaching in basketball and everything else that I was doing. So it, it really felt like the right thing and uh as soon as i joined the gym it felt like i needed to start something like it Mm -hmm. two years later after you know moving back up to wisconsin and um yeah you know still crossfitting still really enjoying the process the community that i uh, lived in a small or a a a large suburb of milwaukee um i I realized that this area was being was not being served with this type of training and that's when i decided that i need to go forward with what what i felt was the best way and and that was uh opening up badger crossfit
0: hmm. yeah i feel like i hear that story often but it's neat to just hear how uh, similar affiliate stories are and it often comes down to the passion and wanting to serve the community that they're in and being like well this was lacking here and i love it and i think it would be really good for people to have so thank you for sharing that tyler and i i have to say mm-hmm. too so- you talk about milwaukee i actually was born in waukesha wisconsin and i okay. have family in milwaukee yeah yeah so, so cool. you you talk about milwaukee i'm like oh, i remember that yeah i lived in wisconsin until about fifth grade so um waukesha green bay fond du lac know all those places milwaukee i, I understand <laughs> for sure
1: that's really cool i didn't know that. yeah
0: yeah yeah so fun fact um so anyways so so you're the owner of badger crossfit Woohoo! Mm-hmm. that's cool um, thank you but <laughs> but but let's talk about what that means right now, currently. Sure. Um, coronavirus has changed this entire industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would think probably about 90% of it is now mm-hmm. online. <laughs> um, so can you kind of walk us through, you know, what happened, you know, from the day you found out, about the coronavirus to closing the gym down to um, taking everything online. Can you kind of walk us through that evolution at Badger?
1: Yeah, I'd love to share that. Um, You know, I think like most people, you know, we started hearing about it back in like January, I I think. And, um, you know, I, I just personally didn't really pay too much attention to it because it wasn't here in the us you know and it was so new and it was just kind of one of those things and i I didn't even think about it and then um what, what, what i guess really made me start to kind of focus a little bit more on that was um when when they were shutting entire cities down and communities and gyms you know we would hear on the crossfit affiliate board um, I would hear, you know, cr- gyms in China closing and, you know, asking questions about what to do. And it's like, all right, let me, let me keep an eye on this a little bit, you know, fast forward to last week and, um, you know, it was pretty serious and we, the conversation was pretty, pretty heavy at that moment in the U S and, you know, I, I, was, I was obviously concerned. Um, the first order was, you know, no more than 50 people in a group gathering in a small, in a, in a space. And then. A day to two late days later it went down to ten. And um I started getting, you know, it was it was obviously very serious at that point. And a lot of my staff and coaches were saying, Hey, I don't feel comfortable coming in anymore. Um, I'm not gonna be able to coach this week. And wow. you know, after that started happening, I was like, I, I can under I fully understand why, you know, trying to make sure that they uh, were were safe is number one. Uh and number two, if they're uncomfortable, the members were uncomfortable, right? And of course, we have those hard hitters that didn't want to have us close and, and things like that. But, you know, <laughs> always, we also made the decision. Yeah. I I had to make the decision. I said, you know, when we say our your health and your safety are the most important, if I didn't make if I didn't take action, it would have sent the wrong message. Right. And um that is taking the health and safety. And not only that, the community's safety into into consideration. So we closed last Tuesday, so it's been almost a week and a half now. Uh, it was obviously a very hard decision, but um, we, we, we decided to close on Monday. We held our last class Monday last week, and um, the next day we were up and running live mm-hmm. Zoom classes. We had a meeting, kind of like an emergency meeting with our main coach staff, and um, started to go to Zoom. We started scheduled classes right away, I- immediately implemented home programming for people with barbell, kettlebell, or, a, or no equipment access, um, and that's evolved into this week of, you know, we now have running a running programming, a run program, excuse me, a gymnastics and weightlifting programming happening as well. We're doing live classes with those specialty courses. Um, you know, and, and I, right now we're, we're still, we're, we're cruising along, right? We're, we're engaging with our community as much as possible. Our Facebook group has blown up to 150 to 200% increase in, in uh, conversations and chatter, of course. And you know, yeah, I mean, we're, we're we're doing a lot of things right now, and I can dive deeper into that if you want. But, um, yeah, it, it less than twelve hours, we we basically went on from thirteen classes a day to all online.
0: Wow, yeah, and so just to give our listeners a reference, because uh, this is pre-recorded, um. March 16th, that's that the date that Tyler's talking about, March 16th, that they were like, yeah. we're going to close. March 17th, they were like, mm, we're done. <laughs> and so they have been rocking and rolling um, for a couple weeks now. Uh, but yeah, Tyler, I mean, thats it's kind of cool to see how it's even evolved over a week. Um, took 12 hours to just totally reconfigure uh, the whole business. I know that's what a lot of affiliates are doing right now. So so a lot of affiliates I know have, have transitioned or are currently transitioning probably by the time this podcast comes out hopefully they'll have had their feet under them for a minute or or a week or so um but yeah i would love to dive in a little deeper you know looking at the virtual classes especially like the running program and even i believe you said gymnastics like those kind of specialty stuff like i guess why do you have those um maybe what what have you learned so far in running them well what does it take you know um and how are those helping your business survive
1: well, I mean, it's obviously shifted the, the, the main focal point of you know, what we provide a little bit um, of in-person community coaching, in-person programming, in-person everything, right? Um, but, you know, the conversation remains the same in, in some regard as well. We are, we are a gym. We are a physical location, yes, and that's something that we pride ourselves in having. Um, but it, we're also a coaching service. And we can, we're we're a coaching service that has a physical location, of course. And we had to just engage in the conversation with our members and say, look, we're still providing this coaching for you. The entire country right now is on shutdown. No one can be in in, in the state of Wisconsin. They had to close all gyms and um, no one's able to do anything. But we're taking that coaching and we're making it virtual, right? We're still able to. Correct and cue to the best of our abilities. We're still able to, you know, have those mental mindset conversations for for our for our clients, and, um, and and we're still providing absolutely amazing programming with with all three options available. In addition to those that still have home gyms, they're they're still able to do our daily programming. Um, it's uh, it, it's obviously something where it's it's not ideal, and a lot of people still don't see the value in that. And that those conversations were were ticking time bombs as it was um for us this is a, this has given us an opportunity to reshape and refocus our members perception and and, and uh, our members uh you know expectation a little bit about what they're truly getting at badger crossfit yeah. and you know in most crossfit gyms most people come to it because it's it's the physical location Right. But then what we need to sell them on is the actual coaching value that we're providing because you can do CrossFit from your gym as we're all seeing today, or at your home gym, Mm -hmm. you can do CrossFit at a global gym, right? The value proposition there is not the physical location. It's what are you providing on a service level and and, and, and a community level? And that conversation has been great because our community feels much stronger today than it has ever been. And I think it has to do with just, the uniqueness that people felt when they came to our space, right? It's when you, when you walk into a gym, it's not a, I love, I love the equipment. I mean, yeah, that's for some people, but for most it's what, 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 what does it feel like? Right. It's the conversation of, of what does it feel when I walk into that space? Right. And that usually goes back to the community and the type of coaching relationship you have with all your athletes. And, um, you know, so here we sit, trying to engage with those people as much as possible.
0: Yeah, I I love what you said about uh, we are a coaching service with a physical location. I feel like that mindset is what is going to help your business not only survive this pandemic but thrive. And I feel like that can really, needs to really translate to a lot of other affiliate businesses out there. And with that said, though, Tyler, that that focus on the coaching service, how are you guys giving good service at this time? Because I'm sure owners listening, coaches listening are like, oh, my gosh, but, you know, no one's in front of me. Like, I've never done this online virtually. I've never been able to coach a client from afar. So do you maybe have any tips or advice, you know, things that your coaches have done well, that you've done well, that has allowed you to provide that service beyond just having, like, good programming um, and options for members? Like, what does that? good coaching service virtually look like mm-hmm.
1: good question i mean i we it's a challenge no question i mean i think it's something that our coaches are, are we're dynamically changing and, and modifying as the days progress here you know the honeymoon phases so to speak of doing workouts from your home you know we're a week and a half in here uh of, of shutting down and most clients are are you know they're getting they're getting antsy you know they're not they're not uh, they're not engaging as often because it's it's like this is you know it's gonna last for a while you know and it's just something that we have as coaches to continue to evolve on a day to day basis to ensure that we you know adapt essentially to kind of what the what the vibe is feeling like but um, from a coaching perspective you know one thing that we've continued to try and offer of course is as much of a class community feel as we possibly can right and we're telling people um, as much as we can. Join these online Zoom calls in these online virtual classes as often as you can. It might feel awkward and different, right? But um, it, it's a it's a great way to keep engaged. And our 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 class structure allows for a lot of community engagement. So you know we open up the day with a question of the day, or sort of like we would say is an icebreaker, with our classes and it gets the conversation going and it's really easy to do now on zoom and we can all answer the question and um and everybody has a great time and we're all laughing prior you know so again giving a little bit of sense of normalcy versus just providing some fitness and just like a more of a conversation personal level thing is always fun to do to begin so we start with that and um you know we engage in our, our class our coaches i'm sorry our, our clients as much as we can in that zoom class so We do a lot of structured programming that provides more success for the client. So we'll do an every minute on the minute quite often, or every 30 seconds, and then everyone's going to move at the same time. And it just keeps them engaged rather than just letting them kind of do it on their own. So we try to focus our coaching on sort of a communal base timing effort so that the clients all feel like they're doing this together, right? And that togetherness helps quite a bit as well. And it keeps them engaged. And, um, you know, as we've evolved as well, like I mentioned, we're now in a position where people are, you know, they want mobility. So, all right, we have a mobility class. Um, we implemented meditation and yoga meditation is daily and, uh, it allows people to calm their nerves a little bit, reduce their anxiety and just focus on, focus on themselves and what they can control. So that has provided some level of normalcy as well to our community. Uh, and, you know, um, weightlifting skills class. You know, we we said that we wanted to bring that in and this is just an opportunity for us to do that really easily. And it's it's a really cool way to get those people who have those specific goals to still have those needs met. We have a gymnastics class as well, a running program that is four times a week. And um and, and we try to offer as much as we can for as me- for the amount of people that we have and um we're we're evaluating as we go you know this is something that's all new to us as well but i will say i feel like like i mentioned earlier our community has not been stronger and um in times of adversity is when 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 we rise to the challenge and we're, we're trying to do just that
0: yeah no thank you those are awesome very um Oh, specific examples uh, that that's great mm-hmm. to, I think that's really cool just the the icebreaker questions what a good idea to give them like a sense of community connection beyond oh. just the fitness mm-hmm. and then and then even like the the idea of structuring a communal timing. I like that the emoms and stuff being like, okay, we're all gonna work together versus like oh, let's just you know everybody do their own thing um, yep. so yeah, no, I like that. so and then and when you're running these classes, are your coaches? Like just sitting there watching the video, giving people cues, are they working out with the athletes? How how does that run from the coaching side?
1: Yeah, we it depends on the day's programming, of course, but I, I've i instructed all of our coaches, and we have four of them that are doing virtual classes right now. Um we uh instructed them to ensure that the camera angles for the class are in a way that they can see everybody from a side profile. If it's like let's say we're doing single leg RDLs, you know, or single leg deadlifts or um air squats something i don't know anything like that where it allows you to be able to see a full profile of the person so we can start to cue and correct if we see something that's needed now because we're doing a lot of like timing um like i was mentioning earlier we also do a lot of tempo training so um because we don't have access to a lot of weights oftentimes we can go lighter and just add tempo to uh you know from an exercise Physiology standpoint, we can increase that time under tension and we can get some results from home a little bit better But that more importantly provides an avenue for us coaches to be able to say all right everybody ready We're gonna go down in one two and three and then stand you know or whatever it is and we're able to now as a coach provide Some decent feedback based on that tempo and seeing if everybody's doing it, right, you know slowing the movement down from zoom especially with a small screen it, um, is a good thing because often it's hard to see, you know, and everybody's, um, you know, and internet connection is a little bit different. So it gives us a better idea to see if we need to cue and correct that person. I mean, cueing and correcting is still happening. Like we're, we're doing planks and we see people's hips up higher and it's like, all right, you know, Joe, go ahead and get your hips down a little bit. Um, all right, stay there guys maintain, you know, and just like, it's able, we're able to kind of still keep that, that, um, that coaching service, uh, top notch as possible, you know, from
0: afar. Yeah, no, that's 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 good. Thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so that that's awesome. And like, I just like to ask and see how are other gyms doing it, and you know, what are they learning from this? So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with your staff too, Tyler. I'm curious, like. How are they being paid right now? What does that look like? How are you keeping them busy and, and still having a job at a time when people are losing their jobs? Cause I know that is a big worry for affiliates and even the mm-hmm. coaches out there listening. Um, what does that business operation side look like right now?
1: Yeah, that's a good question too. Um, and that, that was, you know, my, not, one of my main focuses is first off, keeping them busy enough, you know, and, and making sure that the, uh, They have, they can still provide some sort of service so that people can still pay us, you know, and they're, and they're, again, they're paying us because we're still providing that coaching service we mentioned earlier. Um, But, you know, the day after I said, you know, guys, we're now, your role and responsibility now has changed. We have to adapt. You're going to, I'm going to be assigning you guys um, a lot different duties. And, um, you know, I have three full, four full-time staff, all full-time salaried as well. And um, it's obviously the the coaching is one of the main things, but I've added a ton of other things onto their plates outside of these virtual uh, sessions. And that includes extra programming. Um, All of my staff are required to reach out to every member of my gym um, and every client and check in on them and say, how are you guys doing? We're, We're doing that every other day. Right. We're checking in on them. We're opening up the doors of communication. So they're individualizing every single email. Um, and and we're, we're staying engaged. So that takes a lot of time. That's a full day's work for sure, if not two. Um, I'm, I'm obviously adding extra assignments that I usually would do, say myself, like content creation. And um, they're now they have a plenty of time to start creating content uh, through social media channels. And it doesn't have to be right now where they're creating it. It's just for the future. I'm having them uh, update their services, as, or their, their serv- or, uh, SOPs, or serv- uh, standard operating agreements, or standard operating operating procedures. Excuse me. And um, and they're able to, you know, edit those things as they go forward here. So there's a lot of like admin stuff. I'm also adding them onto their plates. And uh, and and again, we're. I'm I'm as we evolve I'm adding more as possible or as much as I can to ensure that they can cons- they can still obviously be busy and be paid as they provide value. Now, from an operations side on the back end financially, um I run a very um uh pretty tight ship financially in regards to you know what what I know is coming in and what I know is going out. We've lock down all variable expenses as much as we can. Um, we've stopped a lot of services like our cleaning crews, um, our internet, for example, we don't need it. So it's on pause. Um, we've reduced, um, we asked our landlords for rent abatement or extension, and they're giving us all of April at no charge. Um, wow, Yeah. Awesome. Um, really awesome. Um, we're, I'm having my uh um all those expenses that I can possibly cut i'm I'm doing now mm-hmm. and uh and I'm stopping all the things that are those things that require the gym you know to be able so like we've reduced our heat <laughs> our you know we have a very large gas bill with a twelve thousand square foot space and
0: <laughs> i'm the- sure, and in Wisconsin where it is bitter cold yeah,
1: which is bitter cold. So we we reduce the heat as much as it sounds as silly as it sounds excuse me i mean we we bumped the thermometers down to like forty to forty five degrees fifty degrees I think, and um we're just letting it chill there no we're not using the space so again, anything that we can to reduce expenses immediately to you know cut off the cut off the 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 leak as much as we can of of finances or as money going out is is something we did right away this and then the last thing, and I would encourage every gym owner out there to uh to really dive deep into the financial outlook and I'm I'm sure this is going to do a lot of that in the future so that people can weather these storms, but have three to six months of expenses inside your, uh, inside a savings account or inside a checking account or something where you can't touch it and give yourself an opportunity to be able to weather these storms. So we always keep three months of expenses in a savings fund. Right? and i did that from the very beginning because i knew that if I, we ever had an issue i wanted to be able to still pay myself and my staff and um so we did that immediately we started we haven't tapped into it yet but it's still there um the other operational thing a uh, gym owner and i highly recommend doing is opening up a line of credit should have been done a long time ago of course but could have what a shutter right now and um, open up that line of credit with your bank your primary bank and just let it sit there. If you ever need it, it's at least there, and you can draw from it. Um, obviously, with this time of in, in crisis, you know this, the SBA and the, and the governments are providing an, a, a low interest loan and disaster relief, and I would give I would encourage all gym owners to look into that. But um, the the uh, the other side is just again working with your local bank and ensuring those lines of credit are open in case you do have to tap into something. Because it's better to go into a little bit of debt with a little bit of interest than to have to close down your gym. Mm. Some people may not agree with that, but it's either you shut it down or you go into debt for a little bit. And you can always pay that back, right, once you get, once you reopen. So that's just my, Mm. those are my recommendations on the, the financial operations side.
0: Yeah, no, Tyler, that that's all great stuff. I know. So so personally, I use uh, some budgeting software for my own personal life, and one of the funds that they really and then one of the funds and and thoughts behind it is they really push the rainy day fund, having that emergency fund. You know, they want you to budget so that you could live basically like a month out, so you're not living paycheck to paycheck. Um, And I can tell you, I've I've talked to some affiliate owners who don't have that reserve, and and. The, the fear and terror is real. It is real. Um, so I, I think we're all learning a valuable lesson right now uh, mm-hmm. about what we have in our reserves, whether it's personally or, or in business. Um, yeah, for sure. So, and it, and to affiliate owners out there listening to this, you guys are not alone. Like, you're not alone and not being prepared for this. There are so many that I've talked to, yes. um, so many businesses I've seen that, that are like, whoa, what are we going to do? So, But Tyler's right. There there are different options out there right now. Um, the government is helping. Um, yeah, the small business association is doing stuff, loans, all that. So definitely things to think about, things to think about. Um, I think Tyler said it best. You know, it's either get alone, be in debt for a little bit or shut down your gym. <laughs> so, and that's, oh man, that's the choice of like rock the, between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> so, no yeah. So, but no, that's all just, just good advice. Good things to think about, good things to process through, especially in this time. Um, and just just kind of off of that like i love that you brought up like operations financially all that anything else that you've learned that maybe is has been unexpected um, anything else that you've learned in the past like week and a half of going online going virtual uh, that maybe you could share that you think our listeners could benefit from hearing from you today
1: uh i, I think it's um, I, i'd say the most valuable thing that i i think that we i've learned in the last week and a half is um, you, you got to act quick, right? And you got to act smart. You got to, you have, you have to make wise decisions, but those decisions need to be quick, especially when there's things like major issues like we have today um, where entire communities and people are losing jobs and they're all shutting down and they're, and they're leaving. And um, I, th- I would say acting quick as possible and providing as much value over value as you possibly can. And, um, and that, and that's been a a wonderful thing for us to to just do this real quickly and and um, it, it's allowed us to um, maintain sort of our operation as best as possible because we decided to go so fast with this. Um, but don't be afraid to make mistakes. You're going to screw up, and this everyone is brand new to this except for those that are, have been doing it, you know, before this. But most affiliate owners that we're talking to here are are going to be in a position where this is the first time they've ever done this, but. Don't be afraid to screw up.
0: Yeah. I think that's great advice that we, we can't be afraid of failure at this point, that it's not yeah. an option. <laughs> failure not is not right. an option. Um, we just have to kind of continue to move forward. And and speaking of moving forward, um, kind of starting to wrap things up, Tyler, I do want to say, you know, we all are looking forward to the day when this is over. Unfortunately, we don't know when that's going to be. Could be days, could be weeks, could be months. Be different people with different predictions. I think different people are, You know, having reality vision of it, and some people are just hopeful. (laughs) We don't Mm -hmm. know. So Mm -hmm. I'll have to say though, you know. Looking to the future, I mean, you've learned a lot over the years and I'm sure there's advice or even things that you're looking to that you're gonna you know, hope to grow in or evolve in or maybe advice you can even just give in general business um, to affiliate owners to, to kind of take with them and to maybe even think about when this is over, here's some stuff I've learned over the years that you could maybe apply or think about applying in this time because what a better time to think about growing your business and changing things up than when the entire world has changed <laughs> in mm-hmm. front of you. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess kind of to summarize that, you know, what advice or tips could you give over the past years that you've learned that affiliate owners can apply, if not now, hopefully in the future, and they can they can start to take steps towards that.
1: Very good question. Uh, very good insight into just the future, and I think. Um, you know, in, in, in regards to the overall future, you know, we, we we obviously hope that this is as short as possible. And I, my heart goes out to so many affiliate owners and small business owners in general, not just the gym industry, but restaurants and bars and you name it are all yeah. having major major troubles at the moment. And um, but you know, fitness is and health is a cornerstone to most communities, right? It's a it's a big part of our lives and the best thing we can do is to try and push through as best we possibly can. Going forward in the future, I'd, I the one thing that I think is the biggest piece of advice here is and tip is going to be, you know, understanding the expectations of your clients. You know, if they're coming into a space like like a, an affiliate and they they're expecting just, you know, a gym setting, right? Or you know, they're Maybe you're providing a service that is a just a physical location, right? And and you just have the best location, and that that's fine. But um, when you have issues and things that like this that happen, you know the, those customers' expectations, seeing you as a gym or a physical only location, are going to change the change the dynamic of the relationship. There. Their money that they're putting towards, you know, their hard-earned money and their time and energy and effort of it being, you know, now being shut down is going to change their perspective of what your business is. And when you have this time where you have to close that physical location down, you're going to upset those customers that expected that. And I think at the end of the day, we're not selling a gym, right? We're not selling a membership. We're selling coaching. We're selling a relationship, and that relationship is is going to be key, no matter what happens, and, and especially in times of adversity like today. And um, I think going forward is going to be the biggest piece of advice that I'm going to have to try and also continue to maintain, because you know we're not doing this perfectly either. Um, we we that that conversation, and that type of offering that we provide on a daily is 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 going to be at the forefront. That converse, that that idea of we're not just a gym, right? We're, we're a, we're a coaching service, right? We're a, we're a, we deliver fit fitness through coaching. And, um, we, our social media is going to revolve around that our onboarding and sales processes are going to have to start to change a little bit on some of that. I mean, we do often a lot of that now, but I think it's going forward. If you have one of these things happen again, are we going to be able to handle it a little bit better? Mm-hmm. Right. And then I think, uh, I think that's going to get us through those tough moments, but not to mention it's going to be the glue that keeps you and your community and Jim afloat years to come.
0: Good words, good words. And I'm curious, Tyler, do you think you'll keep virtual elements of your business around?
1: I think we will. I think it's going to be uh, a little bit different. It's going to be more personalized um, versus for the masses. Uh, But I, I do think that we're going to offer some sort of, home program that is specifically for home with daily videos for our community, Um, like daily coaching, daily whatever. And um, there's a lot of good players out there that do that, you know, that from home and we're not, I'm not looking to compete in that level, but I know we can still make a dent in this community as much as we possibly can and, and through the home program. So I think we will, it's just, it might look a little different than it does right now.
0: Yeah, and I know it's far off. I'm just curious. I I know um so I had a conversation with Chris Cooper a couple of days back and he he brought up how some gyms he knows have been actually growing because uh, members have come out of the woodwork <laughs> who <laughs> wanted virtual programming forever and never got it. Now it's there and like, yeah, I'm ready to do fitness now because you're offering this. So I'm just kind of wondering how many affiliates are maybe experienced that or members are even now doing virtual programming, or like, you know what? I actually really like this. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I did just think that's something for affiliate owners to think about too. So I'm glad, I'm glad you already have kind of tossed it around to be like, Hmm, we might keep this.
1: Yeah. And I think it's uh, like maybe Chris talked about, I didn't hear the conversation, but it goes back to, again, that relationship you forged with that person, that, that coaching relationship. If let's just say you didn't offer it and and you know they decided you know physically they had to move, but they wish you had something because that coach they loved you as a person and a coach. Well, now once you offer that service, yeah, you're gonna grow because those people still trusted you. They they valued what you provided when they were there physically, and um, and I think that's an absolute true statement. You will grow if if uh, you have the the relationship established, right? You have to earn their trust some way and you know you've pr- probably delivered great value to them when they were there and they're going to trust that value in that relationship again in the future if it is virtual so um yeah i think gyms will grow um but it all stems into earning their trust and, and having a great relationship
0: yeah and i think it all goes back to what you said which is uh coaching service and that needs to break apart from the physical location and it can be virtual too but it all comes down to coaching service and what you're giving. So uh, those who have listened today, guys, Tyler has had so many golden nuggets (laughs) that he's been sharing just about even what his gym has gone through in this coronavirus, uh, how he has adjusted the virtual offerings, um, everything from, you know, having a tight ship financially that you need to consider in the future if you don't have it yet to um, having iceberg. Icebreaker questions at the beginning of the class to um, the coaches and what he's giving them to work on, um, whether it's reaching out to every member or um, having them do admin work. There's a lot in here in this episode that hopefully you were able to pull from and take notes on. And I think I can say it for every affiliate out there um, we want each other to survive. <laughs> we want each other to do well because we all know the impact that uh, each of you are making in your communities. So, Tyler, seriously, thank you so much for coming on today, sharing, encouraging um just just speaking to just this crisis that we're going through um but it's it's neat to hear uh what you're doing and it was awesome having you be on the show today
1: thank you so much for having me I really appreciate the time
0: and that wraps it up for this episode of box talk if you liked what you heard or you have an idea of what you'd like to hear let me know by emailing heather at peakmedia.com peak spell p-e-a-k-e As always, thanks for dropping in.